We give honor to your pastor and pastor's wife today. We appreciate their leadership and in the Texas district and this church. Now, he's told me a couple times on the phone and here today, y'all got a pipe sunshine in. I'm as comfortable here as a tick on a dog. And uh, I pastored for 31 years in McLeod. And uh, we had a school and had a store for a while. It, it's gone. Two other, three other churches, when ours was the biggest one, people would come say, um, we're, we're city up. I said, you're in the city. <laughs> we, we just had a fire department. I, I knew it was getting close when I saw the sign for the fire department. I thought, well, it, it must not be far now. But, you know, I've learned that God will show up where he's invited. Hallelujah. And uh, so don't you sell yourself short because you're in the country. Because I've learned that God loves country folks. And uh, so I won't go the word of the Lord. I'm glad my wife's here with me. Uh, She's my first wife. And it's going to be the last one. She's She's been with me coming on 40 years. So we got two daughters and six grandkids. And I pastored 31 years in McLeod and eight years in um, Dublin, Texas. And so that's pretty well my genealogy. And you don't know one of the rest of it. Somebody asked me about Ancestry.com. So I, told, I said, I did that once, and they sent me back a bag of seeds and said, I need to replant. So a lot of our folks are from West Texas and wanted for stealing horses and everything else. So, But you know what? I'm glad we can be what we want to be if we'll let the Lord help us. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them, and entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, and said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such I have. Give I thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately, immediately, his feet and his ankle bones received strength, and he leaping up, stood, walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Acts chapter 1 verse 7, and he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. 
But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. Pastor, would you ask the Lord to help us today? Hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord, and you may be seated. Hallelujah. We know the story that Peter and John, they went to the temple. It, um, I guess we'd be safe to say, with the way the Bible reads, that it had become a ritual to them. Uh, it was a something that they'd done. Rituals are not always bad but they can be dangerous. Maybe I guess a better word in, in church world is tradition. We, we can get in traditions, and traditions are good, but they can be dangerous. And uh, so they, they had their habit of going to the house of the Lord and praying. They, they went there and prayed daily at the temple. So they, they had their pattern. They had a a way to go day by day. Acts chapter 1 verse 7 simply tells us that the Lord, He's speaking, and He said it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in His own power. Everybody, I, you know, in 40 years of passion, I learned one thing, Brother Moach, that they all this tribulation, and I'm, 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 you know, I, I can buy into it. I, but I'm not as much worried about the Antichrist as I am Jesus Christ. I'm not as much worried about tribulation as I am translation. Some people want to know just the exact day Jesus is coming, where they can live like a devil all the way up the day before. The Lord's getting the church ready daily. The funeral homes are in business. God's getting a church. God's got a church in the ground right now. There is a day that is coming, and I don't believe it's going to be long. I believe that the times and the seasons, and everybody wants to get in the fact of today that man, it's bad, and earthquakes, and. Uh, Wars and rumors of wars and pestilence. Uh, but the Bible said all that's going to come to pass. But we forget one part with all that was said. Jesus said, uh, in the last days, saith God, uh, I'm going to pour out my spirit uh, upon all flesh. So you hear me, the end is near. But at the end, God's going to give a Holy Ghost revival to the church uh, like it's never known to man. For the latter house is going to be greater than the former house. But so Jesus was talking to him, and I, I've preached our candy stick to Pentecost, uh, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, uh, and ye shall receive power. Oh, so many times. Uh, but Brother Moats, I went to verse 7, uh, amen, at the first of the year and looked at it. Uh, amen. Ne never really paid any attention to it. Uh, amen. But he said, it's not for you to know uh, the times. Uh, it's not for you to know the seasons. Uh, we, we, we have seasons of life. We have 
have we have youth and, and middle age and, and, and old and I, I'm getting closer to the old side got bones that hurt that didn't used to hurt and all that kind of jazz and we got you know we've got fall winter and summer and spring and all of that amen we, we get in things with seasons for the church and, and we, we, we're going to do this and we're going to but I'm going to tell you what uh, amen the Lord spoke uh, and he said I want you to understand something you don't own the season uh, you don't own the time I the Lord God have them in my hand and he said all you the church has to do uh, amen is get in the spirit. He said, I own the season and the time. And then he said, ye shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost is cut, you want to know how to have your season? I'll tell you. Step out of carnality and into the spirit and say, okay, God, I'm going to praise you and worship you today. And when you begin to praise God, the season of the Holy Ghost is going to open on you. Revival is going to fall in your family when you allow the spirit of the Holy Ghost to get on you. Somebody's saying, when's God going to move? I don't know. When are you going to move? We're not waiting on God. He's gave us promises. He said, enter my gates with thanksgiving and my courts with praise and come in here, amen, not just feeling sorry for yourself. Come in here and know that he is God. And it's, mm, that's he that's made us. Anybody wander in the house of God, anybody can come in here and say hallelujah, but there's something else when you come through the doors, amen, and the gates and you praise God and you get inside the house and you walk in here with full knowledge, I know that he's God. He's the mighty God, Christ Jesus. I didn't come today, amen, to worry about myself. I came today to see what the Lord's gonna do. So when we understand why we're here is to have a move of the Holy Ghost. Put our worries and our cares at the back door and come on in here and see what the Spirit have to say and put on the robes of righteousness and put on the robes of praise and begin to give God the glory. Peter and John was headed to the temple. They really didn't say it was a season. They didn't say it was a time for healing today because this is the day the Lord's made. And you shall rejoice. If it's the day the Lord made, then it's a day for a miracle. If it's the day the Lord made, it's a day for healing. If it's a day the Lord made, it's a day for deliverance. And so they, they were going to the house of prayer. And there was a certain man. He, um, he had been there a while. He had been carried there a while. Somebody, I, I, I don't know if the ritual was that we're going to drop you off going to work and we'll pick you back up on our way home. But evidently they had a system because this dude was there every day. And he, 
he, he had his tradition. He was a beggar. Give me a nickel. Give me a dime. You know, and I, I hate the misfortune of some folks, but if you want to, everybody worried about offending everybody? You want to offend somebody, them folks out there standing with a sign saying, we'll work for food, offer them a job. You'll probably offend them. I, I, I know a preacher that told one of them, said, I, I, you come go with me, I got some work to do. He said, no, I'd rather stand here, I make more money to here. They, beggars mentality. Give me something. But this lame man had laid at the gate long enough that he knew some stuff happened inside the house of God. Hadn't been in there because he wasn't whole. But he had heard the commotion inside the church house. He had heard some praise going on inside the temple. Now, how do you know he'd never been there? Well, just read the story. The Bible said he comes by and Peter and John's been by him. If he'd been there all his life and they go to the temple daily, they've seen him before. But on this day, everybody said this day. This man said, alms, give me alms. He saw Peter and John about to go into the temple asking alms. Peter fastened his eyes upon him, said, look on us. And he gave heed, expecting to get a a nickel, a dime, a quarter, whatever that was of that day. And the Bible said that something on this day, Peter just, an unction of the Holy Ghost. And he said, silver or gold have I none. But such as I have, give I the... I I, want to preach this morning a little bit about what do you have to give. I'm, I'm not asking for an offering. I'm asking what do you have to give the beggar? What do you have to give the sinner? What do you have to give the one, amen, that's out there that's hurting? Because there's going to come a day and a time on your way to the house of God. This encounter didn't happen inside the house of God. These encounters happen outside the house of God. And everybody that you're going to encounter by your look and by your identification of where you go, they know where you go to church. Oh, come on now. The, the sign identifies you out there, United Pentecostal Church. Now, they, they, they'll walk in here. It didn't, doesn't matter. They think you're rolling in the floor. They think you're jumping and hollering and screaming and bouncing off the wall. That's what they think we do in here, and we really probably ought to do it more than we're doing. Uh, amen. That's what we're identified with. Uh, amen. But I, oh, let's, let's don't disappoint them if they show, show up and come inside the house of God. Uh, amen. But here, Peter said, uh, such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. Help me, Bubba. Come here. Lay down right there. Just set up. I'm not laid. He just sitting there. He said, "Such as I have." Get, and he pulled him. And the Bible said immediately. Get this. He began to leap 
and praise God. He wasn't in the house, but he knew that's what they did inside the house. Amen. And when he gave him all he had, amen, he said, hey, I can be... When you give somebody the touch of God, they know what you're doing and they automatically, and the Bible said he went inside, amen, the temple, leaping and praising God. I've come to tell somebody today that this world needs what we've got inside the house, but we've got to identify with them outside the door and say such as I have. I can give you a prayer. I can speak a miracle. I can pray a healing. Woo! Such as I have. That when you have the power of the Holy Ghost inside you is resident the power of the mighty God Christ Jesus. Oh, hear me today. We're the children of God. Oh, we're heirs and joint heirs with the master. He's engrafted in us. Amen. That word became flesh. Amen. And it dwelt and dwelt among us. And it dwells within us today. Amen. He said, I'm your comforter. I'm your God. I'm your way maker. Amen. So he said, I'll tell you what I'm going to give the church. Peter, what I'm going to give you is the keys to the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound in heaven. Amen. Better than that, I tell you, Peter, I'm going to put the church right at the gates of hell. Oh, they can't go to hell unless they come through the church. Amen, I got news for you. Jesus is telling us that Peter and John, amen, was at the gate beautiful. Amen, God said, I designed this church, amen, to be right there at the gate of all the turmoil and the troubles and the trials. Why? Because the church house is the answer to hell. got power. Oh, come on now. You just got to take action with it. You got to believe God. I, I remember there in McLeod, Texas, the old church. We were in it. We had about 24 or 5 that night. Brother George guy came by and preached for us. And uh, First time he'd ever been to McLeod. And he walked to the pulpit. He didn't know two weeks before I'd told the church, I said, I wish we could get this land back here, build a church on it. We can't get that land. It ain't for sale, belongs to McLeod Estate. Another guy walked to the pulpit. First words was when I pulled on the parking lot, I saw a huge metal structure being built back here. Some of them folks like, he don't know we can't buy that land. And uh, I ain't got much, so I just have to use the Holy Ghost. I'd heard that story, and it was a while later, I don't know, a few months, year. And on a Friday night, we'd had a big service, high church. There's folks rolling in the parking lot and just all kind of craziness. And 
just apostolic church. I walked the pulpit. I said, I'm sick and tired of hearing that we can't buy this land back here. That's a true story. You can ask my wife. I can give you all kinds of numbers. And uh, I said, so what I'm going to do tonight, I'm going to pray that God kill that whole generation off and we'll buy it from their heirs. That's where I got polished. And uh, somebody come up to me and said, Brother Story, you see that lady way in the back back here? Mm-hmm. I said, that's one of the McLeod girls. I said, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't go shake her hand. But God being my witness. Two weeks later, on a Saturday, I was sitting in my chair at the parsonage and a knock come on the door. I opened the door and a man was standing there with a suit and a tie on. He said, are you Pastor Story? I said, I am. He stuck his hand out. He said, I'm Curtis McLeod. I'm the executor for the McLeod estate. Pulled out of his pocket. The deed had already been to the lawyer. He said, everything's signed and sealed. He said, y'all build you a church and be blessed of God. I just come to tell somebody sometime you need to let your faith go and understand your God can move mountains. What do you got to give today? You got sons and daughters. Amen. You want to see in the house of God. Amen. Don't give them pity. Don't give them a deaf ear. Amen. But give them some God. Tell them, you know what? Amen. We're going to pray. And you just get in worship and get in your season and see what God will do. I could go on and explain to you the whole story at five years. We had a multi-million dollar building built. Amen. Stands today. Amen. Paid for when we walked in it. Amen. God done the miraculous out in the middle of a country. I'm just telling you folks, something stirred in my spirit today, Bishop. Amen. When I was in this house of God, I feel like there's a churning up. Oh, you hear me? I feel like God's a drawing up inside this house right now. I feel like he's going to get outside the building Amen, and I want you to know today, uh, amen, it's time, uh, amen, that you worship in the house, uh, but bless God, you need to get outside the door. Amen, you need to let them know to the north, the south, the east, and the west, uh, we got something to give you. Amen, we'll give you a testimony. We'll tell you about a miracle, but if you come with us and go inside the gate, uh, I've come to tell you there's a mighty God called Jesus, uh, and he wants to deliver you, and he wants to meet every needs you have. Are you hearing me today? Amen. Peter said, this wasn't done in the corner. It's not done in the shadows. Amen. We are the church of the living God. I've come to tell you today, amen, that God has the power. In the name of the Lord. 
God, let there be a complete miracle. Ever cancer cell, dried up. Brother Moses has been diagnosed with cancer. But God is the final say. Can I preach to you about a miracle worker and a mighty God and a healer? You're looking at a man right now. I'm 59 years old. I've got 16 stents in my heart. I've had two heart attacks and two strokes. I, I, I had a stroke and I, I came in that night. This arm was numb. That leg was numb. This side of my face was still numb. I walked in. The doctor said, I'll let you out of the hospital, but you can't preach. I said, not me. I, I got folks to do all that. I ain't going to do a thing. Brother Terry's up there running the service. Sister Vicki Pilot was sitting back off over here. And she was having these tremors. And, and they, 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 in her, in her, in her head, some they'd seen some things in there and it wasn't looking good. And the devil, I was looking at her and said, what you going to do now? I walked up and tapped Brother, Brother Terry on the shoulder. She said, give me the mic. I said, Sister Vicki Pilot, you can call her 398-318-294-7332. You can call her. I said, Sister Vicki, I said, you come up here. And I said, I'm fixing to pray. And God's going to give you a miracle. And we prayed and the Holy Ghost hit her. And she's not had another problem from that day to this day. I walked back to the pulpit. My arm was numb. My leg was numb. My face was still numb. And I said, I'm going to tell you something. I said, I would rather be a cripple and preach that God can do anything than to be a whole man and not believe God can do nothing. You hear me today? Life is full of troubles and heartaches. Amen. But we serve a God that has the ability. And we're made overcomers by the testimony of the saint of God. So I've come to tell you today, the best thing you can do for your man of God is cover him in prayer and believe for the miracle and worship God in the days ahead. Amen. Don't walk in here in pity. Amen. But come in here. This is the house of God. This is where lame men come. This is where blind men come. This is where the sick and the halt and the maim come. Woo! The miracles still happen. You better believe they do. I was in Buna, Texas three weeks ago. The Holy Ghost fell in that house. One man, the doctor talking with problems with his heart, we prayed and they went in there and he said, oh, you need to lose weight. Wasn't, didn't have the report they said he had. Another lady got touched. Brother, Brother Dykes called. He said, my God, they're talking about everything all over the town. I want you to come back and hold me a revival. 
I'm trying to get that worked out. A little hard to get some of that on the schedule. But I'm going to go. This, this, this is what I do. I'm a district superintendent, but I'm a preacher of the gospel first. And I've just come to tell you, he's able. I, I, we, me and wife, we were in, in Mineola at, at Brother Bethel's. Amen, off over here. Amen, Sunday morning. We, they, they had Sunday school, and we were sitting in there, and a big, tall gentleman come walking in. Now, we in East Texas, okay? And he comes walking in. He's he doing this number right here. And I, I, I'm sorry, my discernment wasn't real good that day. I, first thing I thought, well, he's drunk. It's Sunday morning. He, he's still hanging over from Saturday night. But then about that time, I happened to see when he moved his arm. He had two bands on his arm. So he got set down there. We had Sunday school, and we got over to the church, and he, he, all he could do to get up, some men helped him up and brought him up there, and they had prayer with him. I got to preaching. Word of God got to moving. And I, I, I just got a hold of him. He stood up, and I began to pray. And I said, Lord, touch him, heal his body, give him a miracle. I said, sir, it's not the word of knowledge or wisdom. I saw the bands on your arm. I said, you got some kind of cancer situation going on. It's evident. This man, they were having to help. All of a sudden, I turned around. He's walking back. Sister Bethel was on the piano, amen, playing it. The Lord spoke to me and went over and gave her a word and told her God's going to touch her body, going to perform a miracle right then. We went on just a little bit and she said, can I say something? She said, ever since I had COVID, amen, when I breathe, every time I sung, said my lungs hurt. I couldn't get a breath of air without it hurting. She said, but God just touched my body. She said, I have no pain. I'm breathing. Oh, come on, shut He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm preaching about the God, amen, of the temple. I'm preaching about the God of Peter and John at the gate of the temple. I've come to tell you today, he still has that power. What do you have? Such as I have. got a need. Anybody got a need? You got a need? Well, come here. I didn't see you raise your hand. What do you got you can give her? Take her by the hand and begin to pray that God would touch her need. In the name of Jesus. We've got to learn to be able to reach out and grasp hold of men and women and say, such as I have, give I thee. Woo! I just, I just feel to tell this. I was, I was preaching Brother Bullard, Brother Hunt, Brother Bullard there in Lufkin a few days ago, part of his installation service. 
And I'm preaching to them about what God's going to do and can do. And don't get to the place that you're just worried about. Amen. That's my pew. I said, because God's going to send some people inside this house. Amen. Don't look like you. Amen. They're going to they're gonna take you. Amen. Your seed. Amen. And while I'm just preaching, I go over to the side door and I and I start and I'm preaching to the north, the south, the east, and the west. And I said, God's going to send them in this house. Amen. I, I didn't know it, Brother Mocha. Amen. But while I was preaching, a man and a woman walked in. Amen. And sat down on the third row. I didn't even see them. Amen. They baptized both of them that night. And the man received the Holy Ghost. I'm just preaching to you today that it's our season. And God is confirming his word all across our fellowship. Amen. What is our job? Get in the spirit. Ye shall receive power. I'm inviting you to come around the front of this church and lift your hands up and get in the Holy Ghost. I'm inviting every man, woman, boy, and girl to come and lift your hands to glory and begin to praise God and let him heal your body and let him touch your life and let him create a revival inside your soul.
struggle for survival We daily meet the foe Out there on the battlefield Sometimes we stand alone That's when I reach for my holy armor I take up my shield of faith And I march on to the battlefield I take out my sword and say But it's not too steep Battle is high but I'm not too weak And I won't turn back No, I won't turn back The road is rough but it's